الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين اصطفى ما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين امنوا اشد حما لله وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى انما المؤمنون الذي اذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم Allah Subhanahu says in the Quran al-Kareem that walladhina amanu verily those who are kamil in their iman ashaddu humman lillah are extremely extreme extremely intense intensely passionate hubban lillah in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this word mahabba actually comes from the arabic root hababa mahabba comes from hababa mim zaid and uh, this word has another derived form which is habba habba means a seed and so there is nisbat in the arabic language between the multiple derived forms of a word there is some nisbat between a seed a habba a dana and mahabbat and the love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so actually allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planted the habba of muhabba the seed of love for allah in the heart of every human being in the spiritual heart of every human being and it is up to us whether we let that seed remain as it is or we let that seed sprout into some powerful and robust and verdant plant as all of you remember from our classes in lums allah subhanahu wa ta'ala planted the seed in yawm al-mithaq when he gathered all of the arwah the souls to him and asked all the human souls alastu bi rabbikum that am i not your rabb at that moment all of the arwah the human souls were able to see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of his jamal and all of his shaan and all of his beauty and all of his resplendence and they got at that moment two things one is they got the barakah of ilm that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them a question and second they got the seed of ishq the seed of mahabbat the seed of tawhid was planted in the heart of every human being at that moment so every human being carries in their ruh something called a qalb is mentioned in the quran al-kareem which is our spiritual heart and that has the seed of love now if you look at a human being mahabba love is part of our fitra every human being falls in love every human being will feel love for something or someone or some being every human being will feel attraction to something it's part of our human nature to love it is human to love allah subhanahu designed us that way so that we would use this human attribute of love to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we would love the divine being love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a nur and love for ghair allah is a zulm is a zulma is a darkness just like there is no room in the world except that it either has light or it is dark just like that there is no qalb of any insan in the world except that either that qalb has the nur of the love for allah subhanahu in his heart or that person has the zulma the darkness of love for ghair allah in his heart there's no way a person can be empty of one of these two states so when we realize this that human beings were made to love and our heart must love then why not love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
why not use our heart to love him? If you love makhluk, if you love ghairullah, then know that makhluk cannot give you everything. If you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He can provide everything. And if you love makhluk, ghairullah, know that one day you will be separated from your beloved. If you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that one day you will be united, you will meet your beloved, and you will be united with Him in the akhirah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being whose thought look with us is hakiki, is daimi. And therefore the love that we have for that being is hakiki and is daimi. In a human being's life, love is what drives everything. Everything we do is based on our love or our passion. If you have love for this world, then everything you will do will be based on that. You will always be thinking on how to acquire this world, how to advance in your career. Your desires will be based on that love. You will have desires for the dunya, desires for the world. Similarly, if a person has the love for Allah subhanahu wa in their heart, then all of their thoughts will be for Allah. All of their desires will be based on that love for Allah. All of their actions, statements, feelings, emotions will emanate from that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So given that love is ghalib, and whatever, whoever, whatever being you make your mahbub will be ghalib, so because the deen of Islam teaches us that we must make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ghalib in our life, so it only makes sense that we should make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our mahbub. Now this dunya basically is a test. What is that test? That we were given the seed on the Yom Al-Mithaq, given the seed of love, and this world is an opportunity for us to water that seed with the Qur'an al-Kareem, with the Sunnah of Nabi al-Kareem to give fertilizer and strength to that seed with a'mal salih with ibadat, with ita'at, with ittiba' sunnah If we do that, then that seed will sprout. As that seed sprouts, then a person will have a strong roots. The strength of the roots are the strength of his iman. The more and more he nourishes and nurtures the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more and more he will have kamal yaqeen and iman, imanul yaqeen, aynul yaqeen, haqqul yaqeen, ilmul yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The stronger the roots are, then the stronger the plant will be that comes forth. The stronger the fruit and the leaves that will grow on that plant, the stronger his a'mal, his ibadat will be. The more quality he will have in his salah, the more remembrance he will have in his salah. Contrast this with that person who does not water that seed or maybe waters it very little, will have very weak, shallow roots, will give birth to a very weak, diseased stem. That weak, diseased stem may or may not be able to have any leaves, have any fruit. Those fruits may drop, they may be deficient. That is the state of our iman. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said again in the Quran al-Kareem that the people of iman are shadeed, ashad in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without that love for Allah, our iman is not going to be common. Our iman is going to remain weak. If you look in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put this jazbah of attraction, not just to human beings, but in everything in this world. Everything in this world feels an attraction towards something. There's a very famous flower, I don't know how much you have it in Pakistan, in America, there's a lot. It's called the sunflower. And it's called the sunflower because it leans towards the sun. It has a jazbah towards the sun. If the sun is over there, it's leaning that way. If the sun is on top, it's standing straight. If the sun moves towards the west, it leans that way. It has an attraction. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put attraction, gravitational attraction, 
between objects magnetic attraction, between objects electric attraction, between objects. In this whole world, you see that this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put attractions. The ultimate attraction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put is between the abd and the rub, between the human being and himself. That is the ultimate attraction. If we were to realize, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it, asham. It is a power that is extremely intense, much more than the magnet, much more than the North Pole's magnetic influence, much more than any and all of the other attractions, much more than the gravitational effect that the sun has on the planets as far away as Pluto, is the effect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love that a person has in their heart for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, attracts them to Allah in an intense way and attracts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them in an intense way. The symptoms of love is that when you love some being, you desire to remember them. You remember them all the time. That is a sign that a person has love. And that you want to please them. The remembrance and pleasure. And if you look in our deen, this is what it's all about. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amunu skurullaha dhikran kathira. That all you who believe make dhikr of what? Of Allah. Uthkurullah. Make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kathir. Earn Allah subhanahu wa pleasure. Everything you do, the ultimate niyat should be in life. Everything I do, I do for the rida, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the symptoms of love. These are the fruits of love. If we don't have the love internally, then we have to take the symptoms and work it backward. If we become people of dhikr, people who are worried about the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will feel an increase in mahabba for Him in our heart. So every single person has a seed of love. Now if we're not able to tend this ourselves, then what a person does is they go to a gardener. If you have a gardener, a mali, and that is his job, is to water your seed, is to give you fertilizer, is to protect your seed, is to trim the weeds when it comes to your plant. That if your plant grows, <coughs> to trim the leaves that have rotted. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an al-Kareem. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. That put the seeds of the habba, of mahabba, the seeds of love in your heart into the presence of the sadiqeen. Then they will nourish that love that you have for Allah in your heart. They will ignite that seed. They will jumpstart that seed. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives life to the soil by sending rain and allows the plant to grow by sending rain just like that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waters the seed of muhabbat all the time through his rahmah through his fazl through his faz through his tajalliyat through his barakat all of these are words in the Quran al-Kareem these are the ita'at the inayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are coming upon a human 24 hours a day our reality is like a radio now imagine a radio is off it has no power, no battery power, does not even have 9 volts of power. It doesn't mean the signal is not being broadcast. The signal is being broadcast 24 hours. Allah subhanahu wa mercy and fuzzle is being broadcast on the heart, the receivers of the mu'mins 24 hours a day. But the problem is we've turned the signal off. Or we've turned now we're struggling to tune it. Like somebody who doesn't know how to use a radio, you bring a shortwave radio and these days we hardly know, so it's difficult. We try to tune, we keep searching, we keep searching, but that's somebody who's listens to the radio regularly. You just give it to him and within five seconds you'll put BBC World, within five seconds you'll put whatever you want. 
He knows how to tune the radio. We are people who either turn the receiver off or we're not able to tune the receiver. And we have created static interference in the signal due to our sins. Our sins are interference. They would block the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's coming all the time on a person. That is why if we become people of taqwa, this is the month of la'allakum tattakun, if we leave the sins, then everything itself, the system is there, it's automatic. A person who leaves sin and becomes a person of taqwa will automatically become the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is again what he said in the Quran, in awliya'ahu illa al-muttakun, that who are awliya except from the people of taqwa. If you can land on this platform, this sifat, this attribute of taqwa, the rest of the system will kick in. So the only difference in us then, if we want to understand that what is the difference between us and the, and the akabr, the sahaba, the mufassireen, the muhaddisin, the fuqaha, the usuliyin, the mashayik, the awliya kamilin, was the intensity in the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We as mu'minin, we also have a concept of love. We have a tasawwar of muhabbat. They were people who had the hakikat of muhabbat. And that is the difference between us and them is the intensity that they had and their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their first level of love is what an average Muslim has. And that is that when we enter iman, we get a drop of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our heart. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, Allahu waliyu al-lazina amanu, yukhrijuhum min al-zulumati ilu nur. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of the people of iman. Allahu Akbar. Shaykh Bayezid Bustami rahimahullah was once asked that do you have any proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us? And he quoted this ayah, Allahu waliyu al-lazina amanu. Why? Because he said that by becoming a person of iman, it would have been more proper for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say that we become the wali of Allah. That we become the friend of Allah by accepting iman. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no, by accepting iman, it's not just that you become my friend, I become your wali, I become your lover. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أُولِيَاءُ اللَّهِ But he said, Allahu وَلِيُّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah becomes the wali. You want to become the wali of Allah, know that just by saying the kalimah and entering Alladina Amanu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has become your wali. That is what he says in Quran. What is his wilaya? Yukhrijuhum min al-zulumati ila nur. That he takes people out from the darkness, the zulm of their sins into the nur of obedience, the zulm of jahala into the nur of ilm, the zulm of dalala being astray into the nur of hidayah, the zulm of being worried into the nur of itminan and sukoon that comes with this deen. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the first level. So all of us have that basic level of ill. All of us have that basic level of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will see this in a very famous story, Bishr Hafi. That he was walking on the street and he was drunk. But he had the bare level of iman. And he saw that there was a piece of paper on the ground. So he picked it up. And he saw it had the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he picked it up to honor it. That how can a piece of paper with the name, with the ism azan, ism jalala, Allah, be on the ground? And he took it home and he perfumed it and he put it on a high place in his home. What was that? That was his iman kicking in. That is the muhammad. That was that bare muhammad that he had and that was actually what enabled Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he acted on that muhammad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showered him with his hidayah sent a blast of hidayah to his heart. His heart turned. Allah is the muqallim al He rotates our hearts. So Bishr Hafi changed entirely. 
and he made tawbah and he became one of the most pious people of this ummah. So that's an old story. I'll give you a story of the United States. <laughs> when we were in the, in the mid-90s, we used to quite frequently go to a particular masjid in the D.C. area. There was a young man there who normally, like a standard, nothing special, but used to come to the masjid for salah, used to come for fajr, for isha, sometimes used to meet the imam, sometimes would come to a bayan, sometimes not. But you would see him regularly, a regular face that you would see. All of a sudden, nobody saw him. For one week, two weeks, three weeks, for a long period of time, he just totally disappeared. Then all of a sudden, one day, he showed up again. <laughs> so somebody then asked him, that, where have you been? Right? And Allah, bro, he had a whole story. He said that I used to come to the masjid, and I used to come from time to time. I was decently regular in coming to the masjid, Jummah regular, sometimes coming for prayer. But what happened is, is that I met a girl, an American, a white American girl, Christian. And bus, I started talking with her, and we developed this relationship, and I fell in love with her. When I fell in love with her, I desired to marry her. So I went to her parents. Her parents said that, well, we are Christian, and our daughter is not going to convert. He said, look, I cannot convert to Christianity. I must remain a Muslim. So they said, if you want to marry our daughter, we have a few conditions. Number one is that you must leave going to your masjid. We won't ask you to convert, but you have to leave your connection with your religious community. Number two, you're going to have to come with us every Sunday to church. He said, fine. This is another type of muhabbat, right? That you do things for the pleasure of the beloved. So he wanted to gain her, so he said, fine. He agreed. Left the masjid. Left the imam, left the bayan, left Jummah, left all of it. And was living a life with her. Going to the church. Then he says that in my home, I kept one copy of the Qur'an al-Kareem. And every morning when I used to go on my way to work and open it, on my way out, I would just look at the book on the shelf. I would look at the mushaf of the Qur'an on the shelf and I would remind myself that whatever it is that you have done, you're still a mu'min. You're still a believer. And he would look at the Qur'an when he would leave and when he would come home, he would look at the Qur'an al-Kareem. One day he came home and he saw on the shelf that the Qur'an was gone. So he asked his wife that there was a particular book here with a particular cover on the shelf. Where, what did you do? And she said, well, I was engaging in spring cleaning. And I decided I would throw out all of the things that we never use. So I noticed that you never ever pick up that book and you never ever read it. And I was also disturbed that why is it that you look at it with this love every time when you should notice that you look at it with this love every time when you go and every time when you come. It looks seems to me that perhaps you're still attached to this religion that we said that you should be unattached to if you want to get married. So he asked her, where did you put it? He said, I put it in the trash. So he went straight to the trash and he took out the Qur'an al-Kareem. And he started wiping it and he started kissing and he put it on his forehead. So when she saw that, she said, what are you doing? Why do you have so much love for this book? You put the book back on the shelf. Then she said to him that, look, either that book stays in this house or I stay in this house. And he said, at that moment I realized that what it is, how close I came to selling my deen for the sake of this woman. And when she pointed to me, soy point blank, actually this was the hakika that finally became zahir to me on this day.
And when she gave me this ultimatum, I realized that, Wallahi, this is what it's about. This is what I'm about to do. And he said to her that there's no way that this book can leave this house. You want to stay, you stay. You want to go, you go. But this book is not leaving this shop. And she left. And then he came back to the masjid. He realized, he made tawbah. He came back to the masjid. And he said that this is what happened to me. This is our iman. Alhamdulillah, the first level of iman a person has this muhabbat for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't sell yourself short and think, I don't have the love for Allah. You have it. It might not have been tested. So these two stories I gave you, an old story of Bishrahafi, or a story of the 1990s, a young Pakistani man in America, right? They have the mu'min, alhamdulillah, has a basic love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes, as in this case, this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can save our iman can save our deen, can save us from falling, right, to the path of Jahannam. Okay, so the first, the, the zero level is a kafir. Don't think that you're zero. No way, it's not possible for a mu'min to be zero. That human being who has zero love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is an unbeliever. That is a person who denies the existence of Allah. So level one then is the muhabbat of a mu'min. That that is his basic level. The second level is the muhammad of a wali of Allah. That is ashad. That is that person who has shadeed ashad love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can understand this for example, that there are different temperatures, there's water. You can have ice, that's like the kafir. You can have room temperature water, that's the mu'min. You can have boiling water, that is the wali. Or you can look at this as the thermal energy of the muhammad for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The thermal energy of Muhammad. That is what we want. We want a deep, intense heat. It's a hararat in the qalb. It's a heat. You will feel this heat, inshallah, Aziz. It's a hararat, a harkat in the heart. That people's hearts have a deep, burning, passionate love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are four words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used in the Quran al-Kareem to explain this relationship. The first word is ragbat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an al-Kareem, إِنَّا إِلَى اللَّهِ رَاغِبُونَ That verily there are people who are towards Allah إِلَى اللَّهِ رَاغِبُونَ Raghib means to be inclined towards something. You have this word in Urdu also to have ragba towards something. To have an inclination and attraction towards something. Allah has used this word for Himself. That we should have ragba towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second level is talab. That if you have inclination and attraction towards something, then you want to seek it out. You make the object of your inclination your besought. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this when referring to false love in the Qur'an al-Kareem, talking about people who do shirk. That weak is the talib and the matloob. Weak is that person who is seeking a false god and weak is that false idol that they are seeking. Means our hakiki matloob should be Allah. The hakiki talib is we should be talib Allah. The hakikat talab is to have talab for Allah. So the first level is ragbat, the second level is talab. The third level is this word muhabbat. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this credible verse in the Quran al-Kareem says, Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. Yuhibbuhum. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them. Wa yuhibbunahu. And they have muhabbat for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a two-way muhabbat. This ayah is teaching us that if you become muhib, you will become mahbub. If you become mahboob, you will become muhib. If you become ashik, you will become ma'shuk. If Allah bestows upon you the maqam of being ma'shuk, you will become ashik. 
And the fourth and final level of Muhammad is to ultimate level of Muhammad, which is reserved only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is that you make that your beloved your object of worship, your ilah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ilahikum ilahun wahid. That your Lord, your God is one God is Allah. That is the ultimate level. So ragbat, talab, muhabbat, and ilah. Hence the zikr, la marghubi illallah. That there is no object of my ragbat except for Allah. La matlubi illallah. There is nothing I have talab for except for Allah. La mahbubi illallah. There is no being I have muhabbat for except Allah. La ilaha illallah. There is no being who I accept as a deity. As a being worthy of worship. There is no being I worship, offer my ibadah to except for Allah. Because these four things have been mentioned in the Quran al-Kareem. As you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept shirk. So the ultimate shirk is to do shirk in number four, to take some other being as your ilah. But these things are also lesser shirk. To make something else our mahbubi hakiki. To make something else our matlubi hakiki. To make something else our marghubi hakiki. These are also types of shirk. Inna, even number one, step one, inna illallahi rahibun. That verily their, their ragbat is towards Allah. So let's look at ourselves even at first level. Our ragbat this in this day and age is towards ghairullah. We are attracted to and inclined towards ghairullah. Whether it's a human ghairullah, whether it's the dunya, we have ragbat for ghairullah. So we are stuck at step level one. Our talab, we are seeking out so many things. Seeking out false relationships, false things. Our talab is supposed to be for Allah. Then comes Muhammad that our love is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a stage by thing that we have to work on ourselves. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلَكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive that anything should be associated with him. But he forgives anything under that for that person whom he wishes. So again, shirk number one, shirki jali, the ultimate shirk is to associate a being with Allah. And lesser shirk is to have ragbat for something more than you have ragbat for Allah. To have talab for something more than we have for Allah. This is how we explain this, right? Using this, these words in English in our classes, only and also, Right? Only and also, you remember this from Islamic studies. One is to say, Allah, I have ragbat for you only. And the other is to say, Allah, I have ragbat for you, but I have ragbat for her also. <laughs> I have ragbat for you, but I have ragbat for the world also. This is shirk. <laughs> this is what it means to do shirk. Anytime you have the word also, that is shirk. That you're ascribing, you're associating, you're allowing something to be shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I have ragbat for you, but I have ragbat for fame or status or maqam or wealth also. Talab. Ya Allah, I have talab for you. But I have talab for her also. I have talab for you. But I have talab for this sin also. I have talab for you. But I have talab for the dunya also. That's a shirk. That's a lesser type of shirk. Compared to the person who says, Allah, I have ragbat for you, and I have ragbat for you only. What any other ragbat I have will only be done in your name and your sake for your pleasure. 
Allah, I have talab for you and I have talab for you only. Anything I seek will only be on the basis of what you have told me to seek and I seek it in your name and in your pleasure. The same thing for Muhammad. Ya Allah, I love you, but I love X also. <laughs> no, it's not possible. How can you say that? Ya Allah, I love you, I love you only. I love you only and I can only love something in your name and for your sake. And so just like we say it for number four, Ya Allah, I worship you. We would never say, Ya Allah, I worship you and I worship something else also. Inconceivable. You will say, Ya Allah, I worship you and worship you only. I will only venerate the Allah, the things that have nisput with you. I have veneration for the Qama, it's Baytullah. I have veneration for the Qur'an, it's Kitabullah. I have veneration for my Nabi because he's Rasulullah. Right? Just like that, our talab, our ragbat, our talab and our muhabbat have to be firmly grounded to be essentially for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran al-Kareem, أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَدَ إِلَاهُهُ هَوَى Using that word ilah, that do you not see that person who has made his desires is God. So then all the other three things will be there. He has ragbat, he's attracted to whatever he desires. He has talab, he seeks whatever he desires. He has muhabbat for whatever he desires. Eventually Allah said he's made his desires his ilah. He worships his own desires. He's a slave. You say this thing is, I'm a slave of my own desires. What does that slavery mean? That means that that means the desires have become our ilah. So we don't have, alhamdulillah, the big shirk. But we have to look inside of ourselves and see, do we have the shirki khafi, this lesser, this inner shirk? We can break the outer idols. We can break the outer pictures. But what about the pictures and the idols of people we have in our heart? If you make your heart a budkhana, if you make your kalb, your spiritual heart a budkhana, then what, what an incredible type of shirk is that? So this is broken by making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This cycle is broken by engaging in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This cycle is broken by following the sunnah of the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the only way this will be done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who himself is going to take out the false love. In the end, the false love is so deeply embedded in us that we won't be able to take it out ourselves. You can make the effort, you will not succeed. We can only make that effort. That effort is through the zikr, through the tawbah, through the dua, through the ibadah. Once we make that effort, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself will take that false love out. He is that being through his hidayah, through his barakah. He can take it out. And when he does that, he will fill it with the love for Allah. So don't think I'll be empty. We're too attached to our loves because we're worried that okay, if we lose that love, then what's going to happen? Allah will not leave you empty. Like I said, there's no room. If it's not black, it's light. If it's not dhulm, it's nur. So if we take out the love for ghair of Allah in our heart, Allah subhanahu will replace it with the nur of his love. Another way we mention this, right, normally in classes using these words in Urdu, kanuni and Januni. That you can have a kanuni ta'luk with Allah. Or you can have a Januni ta'luk with Allah. Kanuni ta'luk means just barainam, in name. 
that I'm officially a Muslim. Like a husband and wife who have a kanuni taluk, they're husband and wife only in name, they're married in name, there's no love between them. They're running a household together, they're raising their kids together. Then a husband and wife can also be such that they have a jinuni taluk. They have a junoon, iski junoon, they have a love for one another. They're passionate about one another, they miss one another in one another's absence. Just like that, a believer is supposed to have a jununi taluk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kanuni taluk is okay, I'll do it if you tell me it's farj if I really have to. That's kanuni taluk. Jununi taluk is that just tell me I'm ready to do whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to do. It makes no difference to me whether it's farj or it's wajib or it's sunnah. It's something that makes my beloved pleased, I'm going to do it. That's my junoon. So we have to become people and the essence of this month of Ramadan is to become people who have junooni taluk. Junoon for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet said in hadith, that you should worship Allah, worship Allah so much, hatta an yukalul majnoon. Until people call you majnoon. Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri ibn Allah used to tell his students he was in the tabi. That if my teachers, any of the sahaba, were to see you, they would think you are a munafiq. And if you were to see my teachers, you would tell students, and if you were to see my teachers, the sahaba, you would think they were majnoon, they were craze. They were crazy people. That is what this deen is about, to have a craze. The ultimate level, ashaddu hubba means a craze. That the believers are the crazy, mad lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once you lose that craze in your heart, then everything else will fall down. If you get that craze in your heart for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then everything will fall into place. So we have to try to get ourselves this craze of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will see, for example, when a person is busy doing something, they turn their phone off, they put their phone on silent, because they don't want to be disturbed when they're busy in a meeting with someone. The same thing happens to us in Salah. You can imagine that when you're in Salah, all of the stray thoughts, the khawatir that come to us, they're like calls. They're disturbing our concentration on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to turn off our thoughts. We have to focus our heart on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first way to increase in our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is dhikr. Dhikr is that exercise that enables us to cut ourselves off from ghairullah, Dhikr is that exercise that enables us to attach ourselves to Allah. The more and more zikr you do of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more and more you will love Him. The less and less zikr you do of Allah, the more Allah will be a stranger to you and the less you will love Him. The second thing is dua. The Prophet taught us in the deed to make dua, Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbaka wa hubba man yuhibbuk. That, oh Allah, I ask you to increase me in my love for you and my love for those who love you. That Allah make me your lover and make me the lover of your lovers. If you make this dua with meaning and with yearning, dua has to be made with meaning and with yearning, not with recitation. Dua parna nahi, dua mangna hai, mangna. Don't recite duas. Duas have to be made, have to be begged with meaning and with yearning. And if you make this dua, Allah subhanahu wa grant it to us. Third thing is to read the Quran al Kareem. To read the Qur'an al-Kareem more and more. The Qur'an al-Kareem is a love letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> you see, you love somebody in this world and they send you something. 
You read it over and over and over again. You save their letters, you save their SMSs. And you read them to get sukoon, to get solace. But the Qur'an al-Kareem is a love letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you want to increase your love for Allah, you should read the Qur'an al-Kareem more and more and more. You will feel a ta'aluk with him. Because the purpose of this book was to join you to him. That is the purpose of the Qur'an. And it is kamil and perfect in achieving its purpose. If it has not achieved its purpose with us, it's because we have not exposed or submitted our heart to it. To, to read the Qur'an al-Kareem. This love for the Qur'an, this love for Salah, was something that used to be there in our early Muslims. A very famous Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Wahid, but he was a Shaykh of the Sawf. So somebody came to him, Muhaddis, and told him, that, oh Shaykh, do you know, he was known for his Nawafil, for reciting Qur'an at night and Nawafil, standing in Nafil and reciting Qur'an. This is our tragedy, we don't even know enough Qur'an to do this. Even if we get a desire that I also want to pray two lambi rakat, it's the Quran in the Allah Akbar should try to memorize at least one slightly long surah, maybe Surah Yaseen, Surah Rahman, something that Akrikabi Hamib Jibi Chai, Hambi Do Lambi Rakat Parayam Parsake. These people you were half years old, they used to recite Quran like waves on a, on a beach. That's how it's described in Arabic. Their tilawat was like waves lapping at the beach. Wave after wave after wave. You see, if you sit at the beach, you just relax and you enjoy seeing the wave coming. That's how they enjoyed the Qur'an al-Kareem. Verse after verse of standing, standing, muzzim. So that Muhannis went to Shaykh Abdullah and told him, the Shaykh Abdullah said, we know salah in Jannah. He started crying. He started crying. For him this was Jannah to be able to stand in hours in prayer. And when that muhaddis told him, meaning there is no obligation of salah in Jannah. There is no farziyat of salah in Jannah. So he thought there is no salah in Jannah, he started to cry. <laughs> Another Shaykh Hajim Dadullah Mahajim Makarimullah used to make dua that, Ya Allah, if you give me a place in Jannah, Ya Allah, if your mercy, just grant me a spot just for my musallah. I don't need that Jannah that is bigger than all of the globe and that it contains. Give me a spot to bicham my musalla underneath your arsh. That is my Jannah. Allahu Akbar Kabina. What type of people? This is the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is ishq. This is the muhammad for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now imagine somebody like that. Imagine what type of salah he prays. What type of fajr he has. What type of zuhri he has. What type of tahajjud he has. What type of life he has. Who can think in such a way, that is his conception of Jannah. Allahu Akbar, when you read the stories, the lives of the lovers of Allah, then you realize what this muhabbat is. What the asl, what the athar, the, the asr, the effect of this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the hearts of people. And you compare this to us, that is janoon. <laughs> compare it to us, kanuni talab. Pray quick to get over with our fars. Do you really have to pray the sunnahs? It's such a difference. Such a difference. Look at the difference. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants that we should have this jinuni ta'alaq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the mu'mineen should have a ghalba. Have a ghalba of the muhabbat for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Imam al-Razi used to make dua to Allah that, Ya Allah, that day is not good in my eyes unless it is spent in your zikr. And that night is not good in my eyes unless it is spent in qiyam, which means unless it's spent when I'm standing in your worship, in your ibadah, in salah. That was their ghiza. For us, ibadah is like dawa. <laughs> ibadah is like medicine we have to force feed ourselves. For them, their ibadat was their ghiza, ghiza, was their sustenance, was their nourishment, was their livelihood, was their passion, was their enjoyment. This is what happens when a person gets the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you love some being, you love each and everything that has nisbat with that being. That is Laylan Majnoon. Majnoon loved the gully of Layla, or he loved the divar of Layla, or he loved to hear the name Layla, right? Anything about Layla. The lover of Allah subhanahu is the same way. The lover of Allah subhanahu has the proper love for the kitabullah, will have the proper love for baytullah, will have the proper love for rasulullah, will have the proper love for awliyaullah, will have proper love for ulamaullah, will have proper love for the sunnah of rasulullah. The more and more we love Allah subhanahu wa we will have this love for each and everything. But our reality is that our danger is that our heart has become hardened. And we should look at this sign. A sign that the mashayikh write that a person's heart is hardened is that they don't have this ragbat anymore. They don't have this ragbat towards Allah anymore. They don't have this talab for Allah anymore. Let alone muhabbat. So if we look in our heart and we see we don't have a ragbat for Allah, we don't have a talab for Allah, we should become scared. We should be scared that our heart has become hardened. Like Allah says in the Quran, their hearts are hardened like rocks. Even harder do you not see that even from rocks a spring can gush forth. Even the water can gush forth from a rock. If our heart becomes so hard that it is even worse than a rock, it means the water of the love for Allah cannot gush forth. So we have to guard ourselves. We have to become careful that our hearts to heaven become hardened in such a way. There are three signs that the Mashaikh mentioned of a dead heart. Number one is that that person feels no hesitation in committing sin. No jijak. That person can think about sin. He can plan the sin. He can execute the sin. At the moment of doing the sin, he feels no embarrassment as to who is seeing him doing that sin. After the sin, he doesn't feel nadma, doesn't feel remorse or asas or any feeling. If there's any sin in our life that we're still able to do in such a way, that is a sign that our heart has become hardened. The second sign is this, that we lose the desire to do the ta'at, the ibadat. We no longer have desire to do ibadat. We have no desire to pray tahajjud, no desire to make dua, no desire to pray nafil. No desire to read the Qur'an. No desire to sit in istighfar. No desire to send dood and salawat on our beloved messenger sallallahu But We don't feel a, our own heart doesn't desire to do it. The kallaf and jabran doing it is something different. We look in our heart, we have lost the desire to do ibadah. That's the second sign, that the heart is hardened. The third sign is that the heart does not like to hear nasiha. Doesn't like to hear advice. Doesn't want to hear counsel does not want to hear a kalimatul tayyib, does not want to hear a noble speech, does not want to be reminded about Allah, does not want to hear things about death, does not want to be heard, hearing things about akhirah, 
does not want to hear Qalallahu Ta'ala, Qalallahu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is not willing to go to a gathering, is loath to stay, finds it difficult to sit. That is the third thing that our heart is hardened. So if you look at these three signs and look at ourselves, Allah Akbar, we have all three. We have all three signs of a heart that has become hard. To soften the heart. Number one is to remember death. To remember death, to think of death frequently. That will soften our heart because death will bring up to us the inevitability of meeting our Lord and the temporary nature of this life and what it is that we're doing and where it is that we're going that we're headed for an ultimate destination. The second thing is to remember and reflect on the bounties and pleasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To constantly think about it as netless to become a person of shukr. And the third thing is to keep the company of the pious ones. To keep the suhmat of the salihin and the siddiqeen. The more and more we put ourselves in good company, the more and more we put our hardened hearts in the company of softened hearts. And our niyat is that, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, soften my heart due to the softness of their heart. Then it is possible that the hardness of our heart might start to go away. That we might then be restored to us our remorse. We might have restored to us our yearning for ibadah. We might have restored to us our desire for change. And this is what this, these nights, these last odd nights of the month of Ramadan, each and every night has the potential to be Laylatul Qadr Khairu Min Alf Shahr, to be a night of power. And that power, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just doing an ishara by quantifying it and saying it's more than 80 years when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is Himself, Allah Kulna Shayin Qadir, when one of His attributes is that He possesses absolute qudrat. If that being says that this night is a night of Qadr, then that means that night is going to be a night of incredible power. Such power that if we put our heart and submit our heart in front of that power on that night, then surely and certainly with absolute yaqeen, then our heart can become softened. That the years of sin can be erased. That the years of rust can be erased. The years of corrosion and filth can be removed. That is the power of this night because it is the power of Allah. And it is up for us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in true tawbah. To make sincere tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the depth of our heart. If we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to accept. There is nothing that we have done in our life, that there is no sin that we have done in our life, that is outside the purview of the mercy of our Lord, our Rabbi Kareem. It's just up to us whether we present our hearts to Him humbly and sincerely on these nights. May Allah subhanahu wa enable us to become people who have true tawbah, who sincerely repent for each and all of our sins. Hafiz ibn Qayyim al Taala mentions this story. An event that he writes in his books he saw with his own eyes. And that event was that he was happening to pass by some street and he saw a door open and a mother kick her son out. And she kicked her son out and said, Oh wretch, I ask you to leave my home. And the son was pleading with his mother that, Oh my mother, forgive me, let me back in. But she said, Oh wretched son, you have disappointed me too many times. You have broken my heart too many times. You have disobeyed me too many times. 
So now I'm kicking you out of the home. So he saw that the door shut. He saw that the boy sat on the porch of his house for some time. He stayed there, he watched. Then he saw the boy started walking. He started walking away and then he would come back. Then he would walk away and then he would come back. Then he would walk away and then he would come back. And eventually he came back and he curled up and he fell asleep on the porch of this door. Avazim came stay. He kept watching. Then the mother, at some point, maybe she was going somewhere, she opened the door. She saw him there, she gave him a kick. She said, what are you doing still here? He said, oh my mother, when you kicked me out of the home, I thought that perhaps maybe I can go somewhere, maybe I can polish somebody's shoes and earn some money to live off of. Maybe I can go somewhere, I can engage in some manual labor, earn some wages that I can live off of. Maybe I can go somewhere, I can beg and earn money which I can live off of. And I thought of all these things. But then I realized, oh my mother, that if I can go anywhere I want, but no matter where I go, I will never get the love that you have given me. So there is no place for me to go. So I have returned to my door, oh my mother, because you have that thing that you alone can give me. When he invoked that boy, invoked the motherhood of his mother. At that moment, the mother then clasped him to his chest, her chest. At this point, Hafiz ibn Qayyum al then writes that just like that is the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he makes true tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means that he turns to Allah and says that, Oh my Rabb, I have spent my life running away from you, but now I have no one to turn to except you. That if I leave you and if I'm outcast from you and your duck, there is no other place for me to go, no other being who can become my Rabb. So Ya Allah, I pledge myself, I come to you in true istighfar and tawbah. And I grab on to the door of your masjid. I grab on to the barakah of this month of Ramadan. I grab on, I latch on to you in this last oven and the odd nights of the month of Ramadan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala realized that there is no other being for me except you. That you have countless others, but I have only but one you. And if we turn ourselves back in this tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we make this ruju illallah in this month of Ramadan, then alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fill our hearts with this love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to turn back to our Rabb in true tawbah. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah bin alameen. La ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah subhanahu rabbina al-walhaab Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تكفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا غفار يا غفور يا أرحم الراحمين يا رحمن يا رحيم يا قابل الذنب يا غافر الذنب يا قابل التوبة يا الله يا رب الكريم يا الله you are the acceptor of توبه يا الله you are the forgiver of sins Ya Allah, you are the most merciful of the merciful ones. Ya Allah, you are the being of infinite mercy. Ya Allah, you are the being who infinitely dispenses his mercy. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have come to you on this special night of Ramadan. Ya Allah, in a state of tawbah. Ya Allah, we appear in front of you in a state of sin, in a state of ghaflat. Ya Allah, we repent from our sins. Ya Allah, we repent from our ghaflat. 
Ya Allah, we present our hearts to you. Ya Allah, we present our hardened hearts to you. We present our diseased hearts to you. Ya Allah, you proclaim we are those people whom the Mashaikh mentioned. Ya Allah, our hearts no longer feel remorse at committing a sin. Ya Allah, our hearts have lost their desire, rugbut for ibadah. Ya Allah, you proclaim our hearts no longer listen to wish to listen to nasiha and good counsel. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for our sins. We ask you to change the condition of our hearts. Ya Allah, it may be difficult for us, but it is easy for you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you cast one's glaze, gaze of rahmah on our heart, cast one glance of love upon our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Muqallib al-Qulub, Qallim Qulubana, Ya Allah, the changer of hearts. Ya Allah, we ask you to change our hearts. Ya Allah, bring our hearts out from sin into obedience. Bring our hearts from dhulm into nur. Ya Allah, you yourself said in the Quran al-Kareem, Yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati illa nur. Ya Allah, we pledge our iman to you once again. We do tajdeed of our iman. Ya Allah, we ask you in big arm our wali. Ya Allah, to take us out from the dhulamat of our delusions, the dhulamat of our sins, into the nur of ilm and realization, into the nur of ibadat and sunnah. Ya Allah, ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to shower your khususi rahmat upon us on this night of mercy. Ya Allah, in this masjid which is the home of your mercy. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, make us amongst the ibadat rahman. Ya Allah, we are the servants of the most merciful ones. Ya Allah, you have billions of servants who are better than us. Ya Allah, thousands of mu'min must be calling upon you in this night. Ya Allah, surely they are all better than us, all more deserving than us. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you do not accept our du'as on this night, Ya Allah, we have no other being to turn to. You may have millions others, but we have only you. Ya Allah, there is no other being for us to turn to except you. Ya Allah, if you do not grant us the sharf of you kubuliyat, Ya Allah, then we will be amongst the rejected ones. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept our du'as, to accept our irada. Ya Allah, our iradas that we wish to be kamal mu'mineen and muslimin Ya Allah accept our irada on this night Ya Allah our irada is that we too want to be amongst the muttaqeen the muhsineen the mutawakkaleen the mutatahireen Ya Allah accept our irada on this night Ya Allah we pledge our ragbat to you we pledge our talab to you we pledge our mahabbat to you we pledge our ibadat to you Ya Allah take away all of the false ragbats from our heart take away all the false talabs from our heart Ya Allah take away all of the false mahabbats from our heart Ya Allah take away the dominance of our hawa on our heart. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we can only make these intentions. We can only express these du'as. Ya Allah, only you through your acceptance can make it a reality in our life. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be included amongst the ranks of your lovers. Ya Allah, we too want to feel the halawat of iman. We too want to experience the lazat of ibadah. Ya Allah, let the ibadah, the salah, the Quran, zikr, Ya Allah, be the most beloved thing to us on this earth. Ya Allah, make it our Make it our nourishment, make it our sustenance, make it the source of our itminan and sukoon. Ya Allah, tonight we pledge that we forsake and we repel all of the itminan and majazi. And Ya Allah, we ask you to restore to us the itminan and hakiki. Ya Allah, we pledge that we forsake all of the false sources of sukoon and we ask you to restore us to the hakiki true source of sukoon. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to enter this deen kafa. We want you to enter this deen completely and utterly. Ya Allah, from the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet. 
from the outer of ourselves to the inner depths of our being. Ya Allah, drown us in this deen. Drown us in the Qur'an and Sharia. Ya Allah, if we are lazy, drown us nonetheless. If we are unwilling, Ya Allah, drag us into this deen. Ya Allah, we present ourselves in this night that we wish to be dragged upon this deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us for a life that earns your pleasure. Ya Allah, we wish that you become razi with us. We wish that you become razi with us. Guide us to that lifestyle and that way in which you are pleased. Ya Allah Bikrim, if you are pleased with us, then Ya Allah, we have everything that this world has to offer. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you are not pleased with us, then Ya Allah, nothing that we have is of any worth to us. Ya Allah, we are willing to sacrifice everything that we have to earn your rida, to earn your pleasure. Ya Rabbi Kareem, become radhi with us. Become radhi with us. Guide us to the life that earns your rida. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, in this night of Ramadan, grant us the ni'mat of taqwa. Grant us this azim ni'mat of taqwa. Ya Allah, before our kafan is put upon us. Ya Allah, adorn us with the libas of taqwa. Ya Allah, before somebody comes and makes our ghusl of mayat, Ya Allah, enable us to do ghusl of tawbah to wash away our sins with the fire of tawbah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, before our hisab is taken in the day of judgment, enable us to do our own muhasaba on this earth at this moment. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we can only desire change. You yourself said in the Qur'an Kareem that nobody will be able to change illa man rahim rabbi except that person upon whom Allah sends His mercy. Ya Allah, we beg you for your mercy. We beg you for your hidayah. We beg you for your karam, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Allahumma innaka afuwan kareem tuhibbu la'fa fa'fu anna. Ya Allah, you are the forgiving one. You are generous and forgiving. Ya Allah, forgiving befits you. Ya Allah, you love to forgive. Fa'fu anna, Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us. Allahumma innaka afuwan kareemun tuhibbu la'fa fa'fu anna. Allahumma innaka afuwan kareemun tuhibbu la'fa fa'fu anna. Ya Rabbi Kareem, in these last ten days, Ya Allah, in which your beloved messenger is promised in najat from the nar, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to save us from the hellfire. Allahumma ajirna min nar Ya Allah, we are amongst the people of this ummah who have earned the hellfire. Ya Allah, we are mustahikun nar Ya Allah, we ask you to take us out from the fire of Jahannam. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for our sins on this night. Ya Allah, forgive our eyes for the sins and keep them from tasting the fire of hell. Forgive our hands for their sins and keep them from tasting the fire of hell. Forgive our organs for their sins and keep them from tasting the fire of hell. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to put us in your amanat, to put us in your salamat. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are weak and sinning servants. Ya Allah, we ask you to keep us away from all of the actions and the company that will lead us to hell. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us good company. Ya Allah, join us with the Salihin and the Siddiqeen. Ya Allah, enable us to follow the path of the Nabiin and the Shuhada. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, keep us away from the evil of the day. Keep us away from the evil of the envier. Keep us of the evil from the person who wishes us ill. Ya Allah, we ask you to put us in the company of those who wish us well. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take us out from the Nazar of the Hasid and put us into the Nazar of Shafqat. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to put your own Nazar Khas on us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, to join us to you. Ya Allah, we pledge ourselves to you, but we fear that we may go astray again. We lack istikamat. We fear that we may break away again. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to put your Nazar khas upon us, to keep us united to you, to keep us united on the Sirat al-Mustaqeem, to keep us attached to this A'mal and to this Deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to become people of Qur'an, enable us to feel the lutf of the Qur'an. Ya Allah, restore to us that basic iman that we have. 
Ya Rabbi Kareem, enable us to save our Iman. Ya Allah, grant us the shiddat of muhabbat that you have mentioned in the Quran. We too want to be amongst your passionate lovers. Include us amongst the ranks of your muhibbin. Include us amongst the ranks of your ushak. And Ya Allah, bestow us upon your muhabba. We want to be the mistaq of the ayah, yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahum. Ya Allah, that you love them and that they love you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we pledge our love to you. Ya Allah, we pledge our love to you and we ask that you make us amongst your beloveds. Ya Allah, we are willing to sacrifice each and everything in this world, each and every false emotion, so that we may get the ishka hakiki, that we may get the true love for you. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to save us from the hellfire, save us from the azab of the cover, save us from the difficulties of Yom Al-Qiyamah. Ya Allah, enable us to be recognized by the Prophet ﷺ in Yom Al-Qiyamah. Let us be recognized by him as a member of his ummah. Ya Allah, let us not be so distant from the sunnah of our beloved Nabi Kareem that he is unable to recognize us on the day of judgment. Ya Allah, grant us the zahir and the batin sunnah. Ya Allah, so we may truly be raised amongst the ummah of Mustafa ﷺ. Ya Allah, enable us to get drink from his hands from the water of Hauzikothra on that day. Ya Allah, when there will be nothing else to quench the thirst. Ya Allah, give us a place on the shade of your, underneath the shade of your throne on that day in which there will be no other shade except the shade of your arsh. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we pledge our youth to you. We pledge our middle age to you. We pledge our old age to you. Ya Allah, we make true and kamil tawbah to you. We wish to live each and every moment in our life now kamil and for your sake. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to accept us back. Ya Allah, accept us back amongst your ibad. Accept us back amongst the mu'mineen. Accept us back amongst the salihin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you accept not our du'as, if you reject us on this night, Ya Rabbi Kareem, there is no other place for us to go to. Ya Allah, accept us amongst your ibad. Accept us amongst your mu'mineen. Accept us amongst the raghibun. Ya Allah, make us amongst the talibun. Make us amongst the muhibbun. Ya Allah, make us amongst the abidun. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, increase us in our ibadah. Increase us in the quantity of our ibadah, the quality of our ibadah. Grant us istikamat in our ibadah. Shower your kubudiyat on our ibadah. Grant us ikhlas in our ibadah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us a'mal salih Ya Allah, you said in the Quran al-Kareem, Alladina amunu wa amunu salihat Ya Allah, we have taken the first step of iman. Give us tawfiq to become people of amal salih And Ya Allah, give us najat from our sins. Give us najat from our hypocrisies. Give us najat from our lies and our delusions. Give us najat from our fraud and our deceptions. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, You are Alhamdulillah Rahimeen. In the barakah of this month of Ramadan. In the barakah of the ashab Ittikaf. Ya Allah, we ask You to accept our du'as. Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta samiyul alim. Wattubu alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين